You're listening to Inside the Crew, the only radio show dedicated to all things Columbus Crew and the beautiful game. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. Here's your host, Chris Doran. Hi, and welcome to Inside the Crew. Happy Thanksgiving week for those of you celebrating this week with family and friends. We hope you're safe. We hope you're joyful. And we hope you've got your black and gold ready after the scarlet and gray is done on Saturday. We've got a playoff game, semifinal in the Eastern Conference. The Columbus crew down on the road at Exploria Stadium taking on Orlando City. And we'll talk more about that game in just a moment. Maurice Adu joins us, former U.S. Men's National Team player, of course, with Philadelphia's Union, Toronto, and played in Scotland as well as in Europe. And we'll talk with him as he's on the call on Saturday night at Exploria with Apple Television. A little bit later on, we'll hear from uh, Wilfried Nancy, the head coach of the Black and Gold, Aiden Morris, Darlington Nagby, on their birthday and new contract, respectively. We'll talk tennis a little bit later on with the head coach, as well as his potential playing partner in doubles who might that be from the locker room um we'll have more on that coming up later on in the show inside the crew brought to you by our friends at typico sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the black and gold and by ohio cat the official construction equipment provider of the columbus crew as i mentioned former maryland terrapin and uh, former pro soccer player not just with uh, major league soccer but in europe as well as um here in the uh, u.s at the end of his career with the Philadelphia Union, and that's really where he made his mark. Maurice Adu joins us on the show. Maurice, thanks so much for being with us. We'll call you Mo. I know you like that. Uh, Mo, real quickly, uh, just tell us how this whole Apple TV experience has been for you. Uh, Apple TV has been incredible. Um, you know, when the opportunity first came my way, it was a no-brainer. Two things, two entities that played a large part of my life. MLS gave me the opportunity to turn professional. And then I had a chance to be, to see it in two different phases, I guess, starting off my career in 07 here, going to Europe. And then even when I was in Europe, I was still always an advocate of the league because teammates, media out there, coaches, everyone was just so curious. It worked in tandem with Beckham, obviously had come to MLS during that time as well. So there was a lot of curiosity about the league, and I, I found myself being a spokesperson. I should have been I should have been getting paid, you know. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I was I was constantly, um, obviously, staying in tune because it's the league of of my country. It's the league that I'm passionate about. As I said, it's the league that gave me a start. But it's also now at that point in time. This is oh seven oh eight. There was so much curiosity about the league overseas and people just wondering what's happening over there, learning about the growth of it and and where things are going. Then you fast forward 2014, I come back and the league is in a completely different space, completely different place in terms of the way it's grown, um, soccer specific stadiums in uh, different academies. You've seen players going abroad, you've seen players coming back and you've just seen how it's progressed. And now here we are, 2023. We're, we're walking into a whole new era. The introduction of, of the partnership between MLS and Apple has just taken this league and, and taken it to another level in terms of visibility, in terms of access for, for a global audience and a global market to really witness, appreciate and celebrate what we've been seeing here as fans and, and people that live in this country, but seeing for, for a while now. So it's, it's a great opportunity. Um, and from my standpoint, I've enjoyed it. Being back on the road, being in different stadiums, covering different teams, uh, having your feet on the ground and truly witnessing 
this this really incredible era that we're in with this league. It's been a, it's been fun. Um, League's Cup this year as well. Messi coming. Messi not disappointing in any way, shape, or form. There's just been so many storylines that have aligned themselves perfectly this season, and I'm only I'm excited to see how the playoffs finish off, and then even more eager to see how we continue to grow next season. Moe Du joins us on Inside the Crew with Apple TV. We'll talk playoffs in just a moment. I want to talk about what everyone on social media is talking about as it relates to the men's national team. Since you are a former men's national team member yourself, uh, last night, Serginio Dest getting the uh, the two yellows, the red card in that uh, 2-1 loss against Trinidad-Tobago. It should be noted that the U.S. on aggregate advances. They've qualified already for next summer's tournament, and they're going to play in the semis of the Nations League beginning in March. But more than anything else, the focus has been on the behavior of the young defender, the 23, 24-year-old defender. Did you see what happened, what transpired last night with Dest? Yeah, I mean, I saw what we all saw on TV. Now, I don't yeah. know what, what happened, if there was something else that happened that provoked that. But just, it was it was definitely disappointing to see. Um, in the moment, especially if you're a teammate, if you're a player, there is a progression of events that you felt like there were opportunities for things to be halted, right? Mm -hmm. The the frustration I get from his point, he felt like there should have been a foul earlier on the play. Maybe he also thought that the ball didn't go out of bounds. So there's frustration. I'm not excusing it, but okay, you get the first yellow card. And at that point, you have teammates surrounding you, trying to calm you down, trying to bring you back to reality and help put things in perspective that, okay, you're frustrated. You're a little bit annoyed. You're, you're pissed off for lack of better description, Sure, but we still have a game to be, we still have a game to play, right? It's not about you in that moment. It's about this group. So you take your little, your yellow card. Fine. You calm down, you walk away, you do what you need to do to make sure that you stay on the pitch because you know, you have an obligation to your teammates. You have an obligation every single time and a responsibility every single time you put on that Jersey or any Jersey, to be honest with you, but especially when you're representing your country. So I would say from that standpoint, that's where I was disappointed. That's where mm-hmm. I was frustrated. That's where I was left confused, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and I hate to, I hate to try to label a player or try to attach a narrative to a player. Um, because I think at times it's unfair, but I do think though for Serginho and I saw after the game, he put up a post on social media, apologizing and whatnot. And I'm sure there would have been words exchanged in the locker room after the game. I think this is a massive moment for him. This yeah. has to be a moment for him because it's not a one-off incident now, right? If you think back to, I think it was Nations League semis against Mexico, similar, mm-hmm. similar in terms of the similar result, you know, played well right. in the game get sent off in a game and in a moment where you're being provoked I, I i was on the call for that game so definitely saw everything that was happening in that game the emotion of that game is against mexico so you have to kind of go into those games knowing everyone's going to be trying to poke at you they're going to be trying to provoke you in different ways to take you out of the game especially the way that, that game had played out three nil victory Right. So you, that's where I say for him, this is a massive moment for him in terms of Sergino Dest I'm talking about, in terms of you have to grow, you have to mature from this. You're 23 years old. It's it's a delicate age because you're just now leaving that age where people say, oh, he's still a young kid. He's still maturing. And it's now, hey, you have experience with the national team. You have experience playing in Europe. You have to be able to separate your own personal emotions in those moments and look at the bigger picture. Because this is a World Cup. Right. Like this, I think that's where everyone is thinking. 
Okay, you can get away with it in this scenario because you still got the result. You still move on. But if this is a World Cup, run a 16 game, a quarterfinal game, and now your team's being left to play with 10 men in the first half mm-hmm. in a winner go home scenario, you know, this is where this is where it's hard to live that down. And I think even from his standpoint, if the same thing were to be repeated in that scenario, I think it'd be hard for him personally to live that down as well. So it's a big moment now. Um, I think this group has been good and it's really actually been impressive because for such a young group of players, there's some veteran players sprinkled in the mix, but a core group of young players to, I think they've done a good job over the course of their tenure with the national team to handle different moments of adversity relatively well. So this is why from Serginho as an individual, massive moment for him. But then I think as a group collectively, how they move on from this, how they make sure they address it in the moment and then look to put this behind them and continue to progress and focus on the games at hand will be important for them. I thought Berhalter's uh, comments post game were actually right on. He weighed in the middle of this was really disappointing, not certainly how we wanted to end things. It's a learning moment, as you pointed out, for Dest. And then beyond that, it's something we can watch him grow from if he, you know, grabs the opportunity and goes from there. I think that's accurate. I agree with you. Um, and I think especially this group and recent history of different events, this is not the way that you wanted to end this this game that's now seeing you advance to Copa America, that's seeing you, you were the driver's seat in that game, right? right. If we're being honest, you're not, Tobago didn't really have, I, as I'm watching that game, I'm thinking, okay, there's not, this could easily be a three nil game, you know, as if they kept 11 players on the pitch. And now you just open that door, you start to cr- let doubt creep in even just slightly. And that's the last thing you need. But again, I think the biggest thing is just, where does he go from here? So Gino Das, does he learn from this moment? Is this truly a moment that's not repeated? Because I think he's an incredible talent, incredible yeah. talent, important player for this team. And uh, and when he's on the pitch, this U.S. side is better. Moe Du joins us on Inside the Crew. Before we move off the men's national team, I want to turn to a, a happier ending to this segment real quickly. Mo, you guys are doing a really great feature on CBS with uh, you got your buddies Clint. Dempsey, Landon Donovan, Charlie Davies sitting down with Kate Abdo. And I, it sounds like you're kind of recycling some old stories about relationships and situations that happened in games. That has got to be a lot of fun. I saw some of the clips on social media. You're all sitting relaxed on couches. And um, it, tell me a little bit about that so that folks can look it up and, and, and follow it throughout the course of the installment release. Yeah, the show's called Kicking It. Um, and as you said, it's it's Kate Abdo, Clinton Dempsey, Charlie Davies, and myself. And we've had a collection of different guests come on there. Um, actually, tonight, the newest episode is dropping. We we got to chat with Mitch Purse coming off of uh, NWSL Championship and winning MVP. And it's it's a it's it's been fun. Honestly, it's as you mentioned, the episodes with Landon is a good chance for all of us just to catch up, relive yeah. certain moments, uh, you know, ask him some questions that maybe he's never, he's not been asked and talk about topics that he maybe hasn't talked about. And honestly, I think I, I really enjoyed it because as this show says, it's, it's, it's called kicking it. Right. And that's the vibe that we want to create where it's relaxed. People come on there. They can be as, as, as open and transparent and, and feel comfortable as possible. And I think that's been the aim of all of us thus far. And so far that's been the feel and the reaction that we've gotten from the different guests. You know, we've had Thierry Henry on there. We've had Josie Altador, uh, Carly Lloyd has been on there. Uh, who am I missing? 
we had Matt Turner on as well. So we've had a, nice. a collection of, of some really good guests. It's been fun. It's been enjoyable and mm-hmm. yeah we're looking forward to the next the next set of guests coming out and you guys getting to see that i can't wait to see it i think it's awesome man uh moa do joins us on inside the crew we're going to talk more about this orlando columbus game coming up on saturday night let's get right into the business shall we we'll do it next as we continue tonight on inside the crew if you miss a live show, you can catch the podcast. If you miss the podcast, our hosts have volunteered to have dinner with you. Ah, the meatloaf! The fan. Back again on Inside the Crew. Happy Thanksgiving week to those of you who are celebrating this week. We hope you enjoy it. Look forward to the game on Saturday night as Columbus and Orlando meet in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Mo Adu is going to be one of the analysts on the show for Apple Television. He joins us on the phone tonight. Mo, I expect that you are expecting a very lively atmosphere at Exploria Stadium Saturday night. I do. I do. I. I <laughs> it's not an environment that most people welcome going into but from an Orlando standpoint that's a huge advantage whenever you can really truly create that edge and that that intimidation factor or whatever that is that makes it difficult for teams to come in there and play I remember when I was playing in Philly we had something similar where teams hated coming to Philly they knew our fan base was incredible they were passionate they were uh unforgiving and relentless and then it was up to us on the pitch to go out there and match that same energy. And I think Orlando has something similar. They have something special brewing under Oscar Pereja. And they will feel incredibly confident, especially given the run of form that they've been on, that they can get the job done against a really, really talented and impressive Columbus side. Pereja and Orlando won U.S. Open Cup last year. Um do you see that experience in that one-off game scenario that they were successful in feeding their confidence going into this game on Saturday? I do see that the one-off game uh, scenario being something they'll be looking forward to, but I also, I lean more into their recent form and their ability to win games in different ways. Uh, if you, you I mean, you look at the, the last two playoff games they are playing against the Nashville side Albeit this national side had coming into the playoffs kind of limped their way into the playoffs from an attacking standpoint. But nonetheless, they are, they're a, a really tough team to play against both home and away. They have players that can change the game and, and the likes of Sam Surge and Hani Mukhtar, Fafa Pico. And so for Orlando to get a clean sheet in both games, uh, myself and Keeper were actually on the call when Orlando beat Nashville in the regular season at the back end of the season. And I thought that was a massive moment for them as well. And so this is a confident side, a side that knows how to win games dirty, a side that knows how to score goals in bunches, a side that can uh, have players come off the bench and make impact. When you have a DP, <laughs> you know, a DP and Martin Ojeda who comes off the bench and can change the game for you. You have Antonio Carlos, who's back from injury and, and he's not starting. He didn't start the last couple of games, but comes off the off the bench to help still out a victory for you defensively. Pedro Galese in goal. He's a reliable shot stopper, a vocal presence back there, an organizer. But I really think the strength of this team lies in I like their midfield trio. I like mm-hmm. uh, Cartagena. I like Arojujo and Mauricio Perea. Doesn't light up the – this year he had a lot more assists, actually. But I think his effectiveness in games sometimes gets overlooked because it doesn't always translate to the stat sheet. This year he's had a lot more assists, and it's it's been more consistent. 
But I think he's such an important player. He pulls the strings. He's the one that brings everyone into the fray, allows the likes of uh, Fagundo Torres and, and Angulo to have the freedom to be 1v1 in certain moments, to drift into different pockets of the pitch, to ultimately score goals and create chances for a rookie. Yet another yeah. rookie in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, and Duncan McGuire, who's my just goodness, stage of on fire. Yeah, uh, Pereira is the kind of guy as a defender I love to see because you win the ball, you work your butt off to win the ball, and he's standing 15 yards from you for that outlet pass. Give it to me, I'll turn and we'll go the other way. You know, he's he's that security blanket defensively, and then when he's on the ball in the attacking half of the field, he can find guys and make things happen. And as oh. you pointed out, he's proved it this year with 13 assists. Hundred percent, and I think that's the again that's the beauty of this team is that whereas some teams, and I guess we can just we can compare and contrast them in Columbus. I think Orlando is more comfortable winning a game one nil mm-hmm. than maybe Columbus is, right? Sure. And in a playoff setting and a one off occasion, as you just mentioned, that's incredibly valuable. The ability to hold on to a lead, to protect the lead, to feel secure. Um, this is a side also who are comfortable, you know, if, if a team says, here, you go have the ball, you be the one that possesses it, they're comfortable in that. But they're also not afraid to know how to bunker in and defend, to make it a 4-4-2, maybe a mid-low block. They're comfortable defending. Robin Janssen, I think, has been incredibly impressive in that back line. Um, and I was kind of concerned. I'm not going to lie to you. I was kind of concerned about Schlegel and that partnership. But Schlegel has held his own alongside him. And the two of them have done really well defensively. But Robin Janssen, for me, is that he's that anchor and that real stability in that back line. Moe Du joins us on Inside the Crew. He'll be on the call on Saturday night for Apple TV from Exploria Stadium. We're glad you're with us on Inside the Crew. Mo, let's flip the coin here. Um, I've always thought going up against a team like Orlando, what is most important for Columbus is to keep the foot on the pedal for the full 90 plus minutes in order to make the impact they want to make. And you're right. It, while they may not be comfortable playing to a one zero decision, uh, Columbus is accustomed to scoring and they've proven it as even the postseason has unfolded against Atlanta. So when I said that, let me not, let me just clarify. I wasn't saying that as a slight whatsoever. Understood. One of the most, I, 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 first of all, Wilfred Nancy, one of my favorite coaches. Every single time I see one of his teams play, every single time I have a chance to speak with him, I always walk away just impressed with one, the human that he is, but then two, the way he sees the game. Um, aesthetically, I love watching Columbus play free flowing and and I don't want them to be one I don't want to I don't want to watch them win games one nil. I right. want to see this free flowing soccer, this creativity, this um goals from some of the some of the goals are by design, some of the goals are just off the cusp because they have such creative players who are given the freedom to express themselves in the final third. Uh, I also think that he's found a way to make players that we already held in high regard even better or show a different side to their game. Aiden mm-hmm. Morris, his coming back from an injury, which is never easy. Uh, speaking to a man who, who's had quite <laughs> a few over the course of my career, it's never easy to re- to reach the same heights and then take it to another level. I think under Wilfred Nancy, he's done that. He's shown a different side to his game. He looks more mature, more comfortable, and in some ways more like a leader. Um, mm-hmm. I think back, I think it was the Atlanta game that we were on the call for where they drew 1-1 where it was at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Columbus absolutely 
battered Atlanta. It should have been three goals, four goals. For whatever reason, it was only one. Atlanta scored a goal in the dying moments. And post-game, obviously, there's disappointment. There's frustration. Right. Aiden Morris was right there in the mix. He was one of the first guys like holding players accountable. And for a young player, I think he's 22 now, that's so important that you can shoulder that responsibility and yet not let it not let it deter your performance on the pitch as well. So I say all that to bring it back to what we were initially talking about, goal scoring. Columbus, I, I love their ability to score goals in a variety of different ways, whether it's in transition, whether it's by giving teams a false sense of security to drag them out of position to create space and then go exploit it. I love watching Columbus play. Moe Du joins us on Inside the Crew. I'm going to let you go on this. 13-day break for Columbus since they wrapped up the series with Atlanta. It's been eight days since, 18 days since Orlando wrapped up their series with Nashville. Is that a talking point going into the game, the the length of the break since the last competitive match? Yeah, I would say, I would say, you know, in a playoffs format, of course, everyone wants to play games back to back to back. But what it does do now is it gives a chance, the players a chance to maybe get away for a second. Maybe that little refresher, that, that chance to dive into their families or, you know, sometimes a detox from the game can be valuable. The trick, I think, for the, for the coaches, or I think it's even more, it's trickier for the coaches in terms of how they go about managing that, how they manage, how much time do we give the players off? Are we scheduling scrimmage games to make sure that they're still getting as close to, um, a replication of the game as possible. But ultimately, yeah, those will all be talking points going up to it. But once the whistle blows, once you're warming up before a game, once you're on the bus to, to the game, that's all out the window. You're a player, you're, you're, you're in a conference semifinal, right? Like, so there's what else are there to talk about? You want to win that game. You know, the stakes are high for Columbus. You'll be on the road. Um, you'll have a chance to change a narrative of, of not winning a away playoff game. I think it's since like, 2002 been a while um it's been a while right yeah. so there's a chance for, from a columbus standpoint to change that narrative and yeah. listen i these are two managers two teams that are incredibly hungry for mls cup and so this game's gonna be <clears throat> excuse me this game's gonna be really really exciting <clears throat> sorry and if you're just looking for one reference point just go back and watch the last time these two teams played in orlando it was Right. Mayhem. And I'm hoping for more kind of chaos like that and, and, and an entertaining game all around. Well, Mo, I hope you enjoy a peaceful Thanksgiving. We'll deliver the chaos on Saturday night with <laughs> Apple Television's coverage of Orlando and Columbus. Thanks so much for being on the show. No problem, man. Thank you for having me and I uh, look forward to the game. And we'll look forward to broadcasting the game radio wise on Saturday night here on The Fan. We'll begin with a pregame show at 5 o'clock, the kickoff at 5.39. At Wendy's, we're focused on what matters. That's why we've made our hamburger square. When you want the best hamburger, squares the beef. I am predicting an Eastern Conference semifinal upset, not just in Orlando, but also in Cincinnati. I'm going to tell you right now, the Union and the crew are going to prevail in both of their games this weekend, and we will see an Eastern Conference final at Lower.com Field in 10 days. I'm putting it out there now. It's the first time I've mentioned it. I'm sticking to my guns. We'll see what happens this weekend. When we come back, we'll hear from uh, Crew Camp with head coach Wilfried Nancy and company in just a moment on Inside the Crew. Covering Buckeye football from every angle possible. The Connor Stallion Show. Airing now on the Fans HD7. Good luck finding it. The Fan.
Welcome back to Inside the Crew. Happy Thanksgiving. Looking forward to the playoff game between Columbus and Orlando Saturday night. Kickoff 539. Here on The Fan, we'll have the pregame show for you beginning at 5 o'clock. The black and gold in the playoffs for the 17th time in the club's history. A reminder that if you're listening to tonight's show in your car or truck, please remember to buckle your safety belt. This message is brought to you by the Ohio Department of Public Safety. If you're not buckled up, what's holding you back? We met twice with Orlando in the regular season. It was a 2-2 draw at Lower.com Field and a 4-2, I beg your pardon, a 4-3 loss at the hands of Orlando down at Exploria Stadium. In both of those games, a couple of things. Number one, we weren't really great at defending set pieces. And number two, we weren't really great at sealing a lead and keeping it, be it for four minutes or 40 minutes. In fact, there were, of the 11 goals scored, there were six goals scored in the first five and last five minutes of each half, which in my mind is a bit of a surprise. You've got to be locked in when you're trying to start off a game on the right foot or you're trying to end a period of play, uh, either with a lead or at least to remain level. And so we talked to Wilfried Nazi last week about some of these shortcomings and how the lessons have been learned over the course of time in this season. What I know is that we did a really good game over there. And uh, yes, the last 20 minutes, 15 minutes, we, uh, we were not able to keep the 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 rhythm of the game and uh, and we conceded uh, goals the, the way you you know but again now we uh, it's been uh, i think one month so now we 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 grew and uh, and we'll see we know that all kind of game like this orlando another team uh set pieces we know that they are really important and uh, and the idea is to get stronger and to be good uh, uh, every game, but after that, we know that uh, when I watch all the games, there is a lot of goals on set pieces. We know that. So, but this is not a story. And uh, but what I want is when we gotta get set pieces, we have to be confident and embrace this challenge. But I don't want them to shake because we conceded uh, goals uh, last time that we played them. I agree with coach on this one. Head coach Wilfried Nazi this week at Ohio Health Performance Center. I think the team has learned about conceding goals. I think they've also learned the lesson about protecting leads and staying on the front foot even late in the game and staying in the attacking half, staying in possession, but killing the clock. And goalkeeper Patrick Schulte said it's really about taking what we've been working on on the training pitch and transferring it to the match pitch. Yeah, you know, I think I think it's just coming back to the training pitch and meetings that we've had. Um, and just, I don't think it's one person. I think it's a collective. You know, it's, it's a team effort out there and you know, one person switches off, and that could be that could cost us a goal. Um, so I think it's just kind of what we've talked about in meetings and what we've worked on the training pitch of just you know, these these are stressful, high intense moments, and trying to just stay as cold as possible, and just knowing that we we need to do our job, and you know we need to go out there, and someone just needs to make a play and uh, see it out. Columbus Crew goalkeeper Patrick Schulte, Aiden Morris on starting and finishing strong. I just think it's when things get tough. Um, especially in the games, especially leading into like the end of games um, where fatigue starts to kick in. And I think it's just attention to detail. You know what I mean? I think it's communicating a little bit more, making sure you're in the right position and you're there ready. You know what I mean? And, and expect the unexpected. I think at the end of the games, there's so much chaos and you don't know where the ball's going to land. And I think um, oftentimes attention to detail and just a little bit extra concentration, I think is what kind of 
separates you know cleaning up those messy moments sometimes columbus crew midfielder aiden morris i used to call it in coaching the first five last five you know you've got a the first five you've got to start off strong last five you have got to be stronger than you were in those first five minutes darlington nagby captain and of course former mls cup winner in uh, portland atlanta and with the black and gold talked about uh, how the team has learned those lessons over the course of this season I think just history, you know, I think we know what our, our history has been, you know, earlier on in the season, in the middle of the season. So I think we've just, you know, went into training and tried to improve those things. Obviously, we don't always get in right in the game, but I think we realize in, in those moments, uh, you know, when we get a lead, we have to keep the lead. As simple as that. So do whatever it takes, you know, uh, even you have to break character or go away from the plan or whatever the situation is, just try to hold on to the lead and try to finish the half strong, start the half strong and things like that. So I think... Uh, we know for a good portion of the game that we will play well. We'll have a good performance. So I think just the ending of the games, uh, start and ending of halves, I think those are things that we focus on a lot. Yeah, and you focus on really the mentality. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You've got to have that warrior mentality. Just listen to head coach Wilfried Nancy. It's not difficult to defend set pieces or to to be front foot when we start the game and when we yeah, when we start the game it's all about the mindset so i put a lot of focus on that we yes we try to reproduce a lot of uh, situation during the practice but um, it's all about discussion it's all about discussion it's all about uh, try to understand why they are not able to do it all the time i would say and the feeling that i have is uh, they want to do it, but sometimes they don't have the tools or, or maybe uh, they are not ready for that. So with my staff, this is the moment maybe to find more tools to help them to be better on this topic. So this is the idea. That's why, like I told you, I call it the infinite game because all the time, depending the new picture, depending the new game, I need to use another tool to help them uh, to understand and to show them how we can be better. Columbus Crew head coach Wilfried Nancy, we're looking forward to the pregame show at 5 o'clock on Saturday night to get set for the Columbus-Orlando showdown from Exploria Stadium. A tough place to play, just ask Patrick Schulte, and how he is mentally preparing to deal with what will be a very loud crowd we expect on Saturday night. Yeah, honestly, just trying to stay as vocal as possible in, in a place like that and just as connected as I can to the back line and the, the team in front of me. Um, you know, it, it can get loud when you're in front of um, the away section, but just, you know, trying to be switched on and know where my feet are at at all times um, and just staying present in the moment. I, that's for me. I think the biggest thing that I've, I've learned is, you know, don't don't start thinking about, you know, the end result and just staying present in the moment. Columbus Crew goalkeeper Patrick Schulte, who will be wearing his most favored kit on Saturday night when Orlando and Columbus square off at Exploria Stadium. He loves the red kit. He'll be in red from head to toe on Saturday night. The black and gold wearing the black and gold. They'll go gold, black, gold on their kit. It'll be all purple for Orlando, and it doesn't matter where this game's played. You just ask Yao Yaboa. He knows the black and gold are going to bring it. doesn't matter where the stadium is. For us, like I said, we respect Orlando. They're a good team, but uh, we also focus on ourselves. We believe in ourselves more, and now we're going. We know that it's just one game. If you win, you advance. So there's nothing to, to lose for us. We're just going all out and make sure that we get a win. Fun, they're going to have fans behind there, but 
for us, we love to play in everywhere, like every stadium. Of course, in our stadium, it's more better for us, but going away has nothing different for us. We just have to go in and get a win. That's it. Yao Yaboa, that's it. Just get in and get a win. Looking to do that Saturday night at Orlando. Kickoff 539. The pregame show on the fan begins at 5 o'clock. Our show tonight brought to you by Tipico Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Black and Gold. FC Cincinnati's head coach Pat Noonan named the Coach of the Year, the Ziggy Schmidt Coach of the Year in Major League Soccer. Uh, he outdoes Wilfried Nazi. So this is the second year in a row that Wilfried Nazi has fallen short in that balloting. He had again was listed as a finalist as he was last year and lost out against Jim Curtin of the Philadelphia Union. If you missed it in the last segment, I'll tell you again, two upsets I'm expecting this weekend in the Eastern Conference semifinals. The Union will prevail over Cincinnati. Uh, I think that Miaska miss is going to be a big one for FC Cincinnati despite the fact that they'll be at home. And I think unions, uh, the Union's experience in the playoffs is huge for them. And they've got a, a point to prove after falling short last year in uh, kicks from the penalty spot against LAFC. Uh, the second uh, upset I picked, of course, was the other semifinal. I think Columbus is going to go down to Orlando, and they're going to handle Orlando. I, I I think there's too much on Orlando right now. I know Moedu mentioned that there probably is not much disparity in the uh, time spent off, in that there have been six days off more for Orlando than there have been for Columbus since the last competitive game, but I think there's going to be a difference there, um, and I think Columbus will prevail over over Orlando. So we're going to look forward to bringing you that game on Saturday night, and then hopefully host an Eastern Conference final back in Columbus at Lower.com Field. Uh, the following weekend. When we come back, a little bit more on head coach Wilfried Nancy and tennis as it pertains to his coaching style when we continue on Inside the Crew. You're home for the Buckeyes, Blue Jackets, and crew and our sincere apologies for common men singing Creed songs. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Welcome back to Inside the Crew, brought to you by Typico Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Black and Gold, and by Ohio Cat, the official construction equipment provider of the Columbus Crew. Thanks to Kirk Reynolds for helping us with the arrangement uh, to get uh, Mo Adu to talk uh, with us in the first couple of segments of the show. Thanks to Crew Communications for their help in assembling some of the audio that we've received, as well as information for tonight's edition of Inside the Crew. Our 5 o'clock pregame show on Saturday night will preview the Orlando Columbus Eastern Conference semifinal, and then we'll kick off at 539 at Exploria Stadium. And we do have the other Eastern Conference uh, semifinal scheduled to go right after that. It'll be Cincinnati playing host to Philadelphia's Union. Sporting Kansas City and Houston are the Western Conference semifinal that'll match up against LAFC in Seattle. That game being played up in Seattle. How about Sporting Kansas City's turnaround? Unbelievable. You know, coaches rely on information from other sports and other competitors in order to help sort of push the lesson that needs to be learned by their athletes. We found out early on in this tenure for Wilfried Nazi that he enjoys tennis and actually really enjoys podcasts and books that relate to these men's championship tennis players, guys who have all of the pressures of a competition on their shoulders without a coach yelling at them from the sidelines, without any instruction where they have to sort through every situation on their own 
in any given match. And he talked a little bit more about that just a few weeks ago. Uh, I like the mindset. I like the mindset because uh, tennis one v one. This is you and the ball, and uh, and uh, also the opponent. And uh, you know, sometimes with all the, well, I'm happy to to. Um, I was able to see uh, Yannick Noah and uh, Boris Becker and all these kind of players now. I am able to see Nadal and uh, and um, the Croat, the other guy, the first one, uh, Jokovic. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and for me, this is unbelievable because they, they all have different personality. But at the end of the day, they want to be aggressive, and it's been a, a good uh, way to learn about uh, the personality and how, as a coach, I can, I can challenge and convince my, my player to to be good to be aggressive but with different personality so for me I love it and uh, and the uh, tennis also is good also for to work with your feet so this is something that I, I like and uh, and yeah I can take a lot of things about tennis, but uh, I like it. Columbus Crew head coach Wilfried Nancy on how he appreciates the mindset of a competitor in men's championship tennis. I asked Aiden Morris this week if he's gotten any of those messages about championship tennis and mindset to compete on the soccer field. I think in not exactly the tennis piece, but I think that's a good, uh, good kind of example on how to attack things and especially any sport but I think he's talked to us on that you know just that concept on you know when things get tough how you're going to act um and I think a good example of that would have been this past game you know what I mean I think it was a tough result away um and I think to come back and, and turn things around and just start the game well you know what I mean I think that was like a good showing of of that kind of concept. So back to Wilfried Nazi after he explained his passion for understanding the mindset of a championship tennis player, I had to ask him if he had to choose any player from his locker room to play doubles tennis, which player would it be? I would say Aiden. Because he is really aggressive and also he has a good fit to move. And because I'm a little bit older, so now I, I don't move enough. So it's going to be good for me to, you know, when to to play the long ball and the short one. It's going to be good for me. That's great. You should be flattered by your selection. Yeah, well, Aiden was flattered slightly, but he also suggested he might be able to help coach out in a different sort of paddle game. I can see myself playing doubles tennis with coach. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'm a decent tennis player, but I'm a lot better pickleball player. So. Okay. I think I'd see myself on a pickleball court before a tennis court. Of course, pickleball. He's from South Florida. That makes perfect sense. He's also the birthday boy. He can pick whatever sport he wants. In fact, last week he met us the day after his birthday and talked a little bit about how he celebrated. Just chill, went golfing, a beautiful day, and then uh, just had a nice dinner with my host family. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, who do you golf with? Patty. Um, yeah, mostly just Patty. Does he let you win on your birthday, or is he all in on you? Well, if he was letting me win, then he'd be having a really bad day. So, um, But no, I was doing well, and then I had a blow-up on a par five, and then 
from there, I just decided, hey, I'd rather do things with my birthday. <laughs> so. Aiden Morris with a blow-up on the par 5. His words, not mine. We add another year to his age. We add another couple years to the time that Darlington Nagby will spend with the Columbus crew. A contract extension uh, last week, it was announced. I asked him, uh, what was different about this process versus what happened when he came out of Akron and had to negotiate his first professional soccer contract? You know, fresh out of college, you're just happy to get, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of anything. So, uh, and I think, <laughs> I think that's the mindset, whereas now, you know, now with a family and the wife and kids, you know, and trying to think about their futures, you think about those things. How can you, can you set yourself up and, not just financially, but just in the place that you want to be in the community that you want to live in. So I think, uh, first go around, it's just like, yeah, sign whatever. You just want to play. And then now you're just thinking more about setting yourself and your family up. Yeah. Darlington Nagby set up with the club through 2025 club option in 2026. The leader of the team will take the squad down to Orlando this weekend. The kickoff against Orlando City for the Eastern Conference semifinal decision to be made Saturday night is at 539. The pregame show here on the fan begins at five o'clock. We'll look forward to delivering the good news throughout the game on Saturday evening and then recapping it on Tuesday night, hopefully in preparation for an Eastern Conference final next weekend for the Black and Gold. Our show tonight brought to you by Tipico Sportsbook and by Ohio Cat. Our thanks to Crew Communications, to Kirk Reynolds of MLS Communications, and our thanks to our producer. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. We'll talk to you Saturday night on 97.1 The Fan. The Fan Guest Hotline is sponsored by Patriot Air Comfort Systems and Bryant. Doing whatever it takes to keep your home comfortable. The Fan. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Major emphasis for all three sides of the ball. Anybody who touches that rock to do everything in their power uh, to gain yards while maintaining ball security and then getting the ball in defense and special teams. This is the Cleveland Browns Preview Show. Your chance to get an in-depth preview of the week ahead in Berea. The Cleveland Browns Preview Show is brought to you by Cardinal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Cleveland Browns. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. 97.1 The Fan is celebrating a quarter century of sports talk, play-by-play, and sheer nonsense. Morning Juice, Bishop and Prince, Rothman and Ice, Common Man and T-Bone, and the Buckeye Show. Download the Fan app today and listen to anywhere, anytime. You're home for the Cleveland Browns, Ohio State Buckeyes, Columbus Blue Jackets, and Columbus Crew. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Here are your hosts, Kim Carmen and Gerard Cherry. Cleveland Brown Stadium, a powerhouse on Sunday. Jim Donovan was back. Nick Chubb was back. And the Browns were back in the win column over the Pittsburgh Steelers. But there's no rest. The Browns, two big road games in a row, and they will be Rocky Mountain High. Coming up on Sunday as they head to Empower Field at Mile High to take on the Denver Broncos. We look back and preview what's to come with the Cleveland Browns Preview Show. Brought to you by Cardinal Credit Union on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Ken Carmen alongside of Gerard Cherry. Gerard, good evening, my friend. Good evening, Kenneth. It's wonderful to hear you, wonderful to see you. It's time for four downs. First, First down. down. 
All right, first things first. Browns 13, Steelers 10, the winning streak at 3. Your Browns sit at 7-3. and three. Time to recap a fantastic day on the lakefront. I first want to talk about DTR. Gerard, your thoughts on his play in the first half and then in the second half, how he battled. Well, I was impressed with his play because when you consider, Ken, the last time he took the football field against the Ravens, it was not an impressive outing. It was a bad outing. It was something in which you had to make a switch at the quarterback position because he played so poorly. But to his credit, this time around, the game plan was tailor-made for his skill set and his level of experience, and they did not take too many chances allowing Watt as well as Highsmith to tee off on DTR. So I love what he did with the football. There were a lot of drops that – Will be. It doesn't look good, but consider how many drops that took place in the course of that game where he put his receivers in a position to succeed. I was very impressed with him, Ken, and more so with the fact that after he threw that interception, he could have went in the tank. He could have been in a situation where he said, you know what, maybe this is not for me. I don't think I can do it. But he found the resolve and the ability to gather himself, and when we needed him in that second half, in particular that fourth-quarter drive, to put us in position to score a field goal, I was very impressed with DTR. To Jalen Warren, we'll speak about him in just a moment. But the deep in the ball game, Miles Garrett. So many different comments about, hey, is he going to show up against the Steelers? He shows up against everybody else. Is he going to show up against the Steelers? Well, he showed up in a big way, Gerard. All over Kenny Pickett in this football game. Had him running for his life in this game. The defense again, another outstanding performance, buddy. Particularly the way out the gate, Ken, they had a safety. It was not called, obviously, and the officials missed another one. But the defense did what they had to do. Now we're happy about the run that they gave up to to Jalen. No, we're not. You can't give up a seventy-plus yard run and hope to have a successful game. But we found a way to overcome that as well. But the defense, when you consider what they did on third down in particular, just pretty much shut down the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense, picking and company. Other than that one big run they had nothing else going for them so very impressed with the defense and once again they led the way and it's fair to say now Ken that we are a defensive centric football team it starts with the defense and it ends with our defense yeah I tell you what Gerard in the way that this football team played again defensively the special teams was outstanding and I know we pay attention to Dustin Hopkins, and we should be paying attention to Dustin Hopkins, but everybody else, sensational in this football game from beginning to end. And how about James Prochet making up big for the problems that he had last week when they played the Baltimore Ravens? Exactly. No fielding issues this week. He even had a couple returns that helped the process along far as contributing on the football field. And we can't say enough about D-Hop. The man is flat out getting the job done, Ken. It's getting to the point now where we're expecting it, and that's a beautiful thing. Where in the past, it was like, oh, no, what's going to happen? So what he's doing from a field goal standpoint is a beautiful thing. And think about this. Back-to-back weeks where he has the field goal winning kick in the final seconds, almost in this case, in the final seconds of the game, even though there are a couple seconds left, but you get my point. Coach Stefanski bringing it all together. Gerard, how difficult is his job with what now one two three different quarterbacks and we'll talk about joe flacco here in just a moment but he's done a remarkable job as the browns are out to seven and three yeah and i don't want to undersell what coach stefanski's doing when i make the statement i'm going to make but i think having pj walker take the field as our starting quarterback for several games 
put Coach Stefanski in a place of experience to know how to handle the inexperience of DTR in that you create a game plan in which you're not doing too much and factor in the fact that you do know about the Steelers and what they're capable of doing and how they win football games. I think he's now in a state where he understands. I will let it build towards asking these guys, and Deshaun also plays into this as well. I'm not just going to throw a boatload of stuff on them and expect them to save the day with their arm. I'm going to piecemeal it. I'm going to rely on the running game. I'm going to build to those deeper passes. I'm going to understand that my offensive lineman may not be in a place where they can do five-step, seven-step types of protection or deeper routes that are being thrown that I have to go with the ball being quick out of the hands of my QB to put them in a state to where I'm not harming the quarterback's with his inexperience and seeing things and also not putting the defense in a bad position as well and keeping us in a space to where we can flip the field. All those things are being factored in. So we just talk about the offense, but folks need to understand that it's encompassive of everything and every element and phase of this football team that goes into consideration when he's making these game plans, and he's doing a tremendous job. All right, Gerard, time for second down. Second down. All right, someone explain to me why he shouldn't be a legitimate MVP candidate. I think he might already have Defensive Player of the Year locked up. Gerard, tell me about this guy. Well, heck, you can't make the argument. If we're going to find ourselves in the playoffs, Ken, which is looking very likely, and if we find ourselves actually winning the division, which is still a chance of that taking place, and we're led by our defense and the leader of that defense from a production standpoint and leadership standpoint, just what he does with the intangibles is Miles Garrett. How are you not putting him in the conversation as the most valuable player? Because if he keeps on doing what he's doing week in and week out of crucial key plays, and again, he was robbed of a safety in the, to start the game, tells me, on the defensive side of the ball at least, tells me that he should be in the conversation because there's no quarterback right now blowing you away with their numbers and running away with it. Heck, I can make an argument for C.J. Stroud over Mahomes and Hurts right now. Yeah, I, I think you could. Uh, you know, Gerard, the way I, I take a look at this offense and, and really take a look at the defense and how it is, I mean, this is a guy who I know we like to take a bunch of uh, a turns, really, when it comes to defensive players of the year. Well, this guy, it's his turn. This guy, it's his turn. You know, I don't want to say it's just simply Miles Garrett's turn, but he's just on another level this year. And I think because of the way he's led this defense, and trust me, he's had some help, but because of the way he's led this defense, I think it's helped carry this offense to a tune here, Gerard, especially with all the changes at the quarterback position. Exactly. Hence why I would say screw just talking about the defensive player of the year. Take it another level. Take it to the most valuable player of the entire league is where I see him now entering that conversation. He's not the forerunner, but I got a feeling that somewhere in Vegas he might be four or five on that list. Let's get the third down. Third down. All right, time to preview the Broncos. All of a sudden, a very big game for both teams in the AFC. We thought that the Broncos might be dead in the water to start off this season, but they've been able to rail off some wins here. So now the Broncos sit not in a catbird seat, but they're fighting for their playoff lives. The Browns are 7-3. and three. Every single win is precious. And this one, obviously, a different challenge. Sean Payton, the grand old man, is back. He's now with the Denver Broncos. They gave up a first-round pick to bring him in. The defense is playing better. Patrick Sertan and the company, they got takeaways now. And they've been able to work with Russell Wilson, even though he doesn't seem to be out of the woods to run. What type of team could we see in the Mile High City coming up on Sunday at 5-5? Five and five? Yeah, you see a team now with hope. Because when they got beat by, what, 70-20 to 20 against the Dolphins, 
that wasn't a team with much hope. That was a team saying to themselves, what are we doing? And they were much maligned. And when they got beat by the Jets for talking all the smack that Sean Payton did in the offseason, that only made matters worse for them. But to their credit, they have found a way to rally. And while we watch the Jets go down another path of darkness, you're watching the Denver Broncos now stay with that 5-5 five and five record and with that victory won on Monday night and then winning again last night that they're saying to themselves, you know what? We got a chance to do something. And it starts with us protecting home field, taking on this Cleveland Browns football team. And if we win this game, we're we're back in the hunt for the playoffs. So that's what they're telling themselves right now. And what we have to do is not get caught up in what they did in the past, but understand right now you're playing against a football team that's starting to get confidence. But also with that, understand, too, that you can take that confidence away and remind them of who they once were if you play complimentary, dominant football that you're capable of playing. Yeah, the Broncos come into this one 5-5 five and five right now. And I'll tell you what, Gerard, it's just been a great team effort for the Cleveland Browns who come into this one at 7-3. and three. We're going to pick up four downs coming up here in a little bit here. We'll pick up that fourth down and preview what's coming up. Also, Browns fans, get into Cleveland Browns Stadium quicker on game day with Express Access. Presented by Verizon. Enroll for free today at each gate. Go to the Tickets tab of the Browns mobile app to learn more. Coming up in a bit, the voice of your Cleveland Browns, Jim Donovan. He'll join us. Also before that, Gerard and I will pick up four downs and take you around the league. But coming up next, Browns fifth-year linebacker, Sione Takitaki. What was it like in the middle of the game to have to switch to the helmet with the green dot? And how do they do the green dot? We answer it all. And of course, how the Browns were able to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's coming up next on the Cleveland Browns Preview Show, presented by Cardinal Credit Union on the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. For a limited time, trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium and iPad and Apple Watch SE. All on us with Unlimited Ultimate. Act now. Visit Verizon.com. iPhone requires Unlimited Ultimate plan first. Service plan required for iPad and Apple Watch. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line required first. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit. Up to $459.99 device payment purchase with new line on eligible plan required per Apple Watch or iPad. Less up to $459.99 promo credit per device applied. 0% APR. Additional terms and conditions apply. In Cleveland, we believe in working hard and football. That's why Cross Country Mortgage is the official mortgage partner of your Cleveland Browns. That's two teams dedicated to getting it done and bringing home wins for the land. From buy to refi, let Cross Country Mortgage help you score the best loan. Go get one done. One, two, three, one, two, three. Reach out today at CCM.com. Equal housing opportunity. All loans subject to underwriting approval. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC. NMLS 3029. From the east side to the west side, from the muni lot to the dog pound, we rally around the Browns no matter what. At Elk and Elk, no matter how tough things get, we fight for every client every day. And if you've been injured, the best fans in the world deserve award-winning attorneys to get them the compensation they need. Elk and Elk is proud to stand with you at every game and every trial. Elk and Elk, proud partner of the Cleveland Browns. In sports, success is about team effort, and the same is true for your hair. At Great Clips, we save your haircut details and clip notes, so every member of the highly skilled team knows exactly how to create your signature look. And with our easy-to-use app, you can check in from anywhere and get a ready-next text when you're up next for a cut. It's the confidence of a great haircut delivered by a team you trust. Download our app today. Great Clips. It's going to be great. 
University Hospitals Harrington Heart and Vascular Institute, nationally recognized for precise diagnosis and treatment with the highest quality outcomes. Top-rated specialists, more treatment options, more life-saving interventions, and more clinical research to bring the latest therapies to patients. When you need heart and vascular care, University Hospitals Harrington Heart and Vascular Institute is here for you. Learn more at uhhospitals.org slash heart. Times have changed here at Cardinal Credit Union because now anyone can join. When you open an account, you instantly have access to all the products and services we offer, regardless of where you live or work. The myth of having to belong to a specific group to bank with Cardinal has changed. We call it instant membership. Open an account today and enjoy the most competitive rates on savings and lending products. Visit our branches or join online at cardinalcu.com. People helping people. Cardinal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Cleveland Browns. Good school attendance is the foundation for student success. Even missing a few days a month can have a lasting impact on learning. The Cleveland Browns Foundation is a proud founding partner of the Stay in the Game Network, partnering with school districts to dramatically improve attendance in Ohio. The network partners with more than 40 school districts, impacting more than 230,000 students. Increasing attendance is a team sport. Visit stayinthegame.org to take action and support strong attendance in your community. Check out Honda Certified Pre-Owned Vehicles. They are like new and only available at your local Honda dealer. Checked, inspected, and reconditioned with genuine Honda parts by factory-trained technicians. Honda Certified It. And backed it with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Certified Pre-Owned Hondas are in stock now at your local Honda dealer. Drive worry-free with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Honda Certified It. Only when you buy at your local Honda dealer. This is the Cleveland Browns Preview Show. The Cleveland Browns Preview Show is brought to you by Cardinal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Cleveland Browns. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Kim Carmen and Gerard Cherry. Quick turnaround for us as we get set for Thanksgiving week with the Browns. It is business as usual as they get set to fly to Denver, Colorado in a meeting with the now red-hot Denver Broncos. And to talk about stopping them, we welcome in Sione Taki Taki. Sione, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, excited. Um, proud of the team. Got that win. Um, you know, we're three wins in uh, with a three-winning streak, two coming off the division. And um, we, we are facing a good opponent with the Broncos. Um, you know, coming off a four winning streak, so just just excited, man. We can build on a lot, clean up the things we need to. Excited. Thanks for having me, though. Can I ask you? I'm going to ask you a really silly question, but I I immediately thought about it. I was watching the game on TV. I was coming home yesterday and I ended up watching the game on TV, and I saw that Anthony got hurt, and they said, "Well, Sione Taki Taki has the green dot now." Do they like? Like, you guys can hear a transponder or something. Is that correct, or how does this all work? Yeah, no, it was kind of crazy. So when Anthony got hurt. Um, you know, he, he didn't go down, so we weren't able to switch helmets, and they kind of just threw me out there. And so for, for the first, like, four or five plays, we had to do signals. And sometimes that's hard because, you know, sometimes we, 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 you know, we practice them, but, you know, most of the time we have the green dot. You got the speaker. Coach kind of uh, walkies it in. Um, but, you know, operation was still fine, and we, we made it happen, and we are able to change the helmets and get the green dot. Are they able to put it in your helmet, your personal yes, helmet? We have we have two helmets. I have I have a, a helmet with the green dot, and then I have my regular helmet when Walker's in there, and then I'll have a, a helmet without the green dot. 
So yeah, it's a it's a funny operation. It's pretty cool though. Uh, shout out the you know the equipment people, Jimmy, Brad, them. They 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 make it real smooth. It's a smooth operation. You know when Anthony does you know is not going out there and Mike and I'm I am. You know they switch out the helmets and, and make it real smooth. I wouldn't even think there was like yeah. There's two helmets. It's a football team, professional football. Like they have more than one helmet each. So I I didn't even think about it. Yeah, we got two sets. If if you're a Mike, so you know me, Matt Adams. Uh, you know obviously walk. Um, and Jordan, all the mics, you know, have two helmets, two sets of helmets out there. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty. So after all this, and you said you guys were doing signals again. I mean, you've been in the league now five years. So you, I, listen, I'm not trying to get you to say anything about Michigan, but you could possibly think that maybe it's time they put speakers in the helmets in college. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like you know, you, you know, you could definitely, I, you know kind of do it like NFL rules where there's one guy that has it and you know at a certain time limit you know it cuts off you know I think that would be fair because they asked I mean a couple like weeks ago they asked Matt Rule about the whole Michigan thing and he's like well I think I think this is an opportunity to talk about being able to put speakers in a helmet and do it just like they do in the pros instead of having to do all these weird signals and things like that and having to remember all that it just seems to be so much more streamlined with you guys yeah and I feel like you know we're since we're talking about the Michigan I feel like you know in college I didn't know really like because you know, in college, you, I thought like you know, kind of you know, looking at you know, the team signal is kind of like part of the game plan. If they're putting it out there, then you guys can kind of get a you know, kind of get a jump on it. So, I, I, I think you know when, I, but when I heard about the news, that that's pretty crazy, pretty new. But yeah, crazy, crazy. Phil Taylor was before your time. He goes, that's scouting. It's just the way football's played. Yeah, Sione Taki Taki joining us here on the show. All right, so you got to get ready to go play Denver. But I, I gotta ask you, just I know you, you you started talking about this game yesterday and and just how big it was. But gosh, it just felt like the lid was gonna come off the place, especially when you guys won it. I mean, you've been here five years. You've seen the ups and the downs, and goodness gracious, I don't think I've seen a defense so close together as I've seen this group. No, yeah, we're we're you know, first talk about the atmosphere that we played in yesterday with uh, you know the the stadium was rocking. I feel like that was the loudest you know since since I've been here my five years. The the stadium was loud. Obviously, it was a division game, uh, so you know the fans came out. But um, you know, just to talk about the defense, just really proud of the guys, man. I feel like you know from top to bottom, we're we're a tight knit group, um, and you guys know the elite players on on, on the team. Um, you know, it's been fun to kind of be a part of it and just uh, see see my teammates, you know, just thrive. Uh, just, you know, tip our hats off to the coaches who continue to put us in position to win and, um, you know, just just excited, excited for this bunch. Big game coming up in Denver, just like we said. On the road, first time in a little bit here. I know that we were just in Baltimore, but this is kind of a big road trip here. What's the number one thing you guys are keying on as a defense? Yeah, as a defense, you know, uh, they're, 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 you know they run the ball a lot. Obviously, they got Russell, a good vet quarterback, um, who's going to make sure that operation is smooth. They're coming off a four-game winning streak. So, you know, we're going to have to tune in. You know, we can't sleep on a team like this. They're, they're hot, you know, at, at the right time. Um, just like us, so um, we're we're, we're going to have to definitely tune in on, on all our cues. How do you avoid distractions on a on a holiday week like Thanksgiving? Yeah, you just gotta you know just um, attack each each day. You know, don't don't try to look too much ahead. You know, I feel like you know you could do that on days like this where you know Thanksgiving's coming. But you know, as a team that knows that we have responsibility, we got a game coming up. Just try to, you know, take advantage of, of the day. You know, be where your feet is, you know, as everyone says, um, and, and lock in. And I feel like we're going to have to, 
you know, continue to, to, to let each other know that, hold each other accountable, and I think we'll be fine. What's your favorite food to eat on Thanksgiving? Man, I'm, I'm you know, obviously, you know, the turkey, but I, I'm a ham guy. I like, I like ham. Uh, I definitely have to have some, you know, you know, and, and then, you know, you got I, my Tongan food. I grew up eating, you know, the, the sapa sui um, and, and the lucipi. Can you explain that to me if you can? Hollow leaf with like, you know, chopped up lamb and onions and, uh, you know, a little mayo, obviously with all the, you know, your spices, ingredients, you wrap it up in foil, kind of let it, let it marinate and boil in, in, in a pot. Um, delicious, man. Just, um, good, you know, I grew up eating Tongan food on Thanksgiving, but, you know, so, so, so those, some, some sort of that. My wife's family, like, they're like, oh, we'll have turkey for you because they don't like, and I go, they don't like turkey. I'm like, guys, you do not need to have turkey for me. It's Thanksgiving. You guys can have any. I know it's the traditional thing here, but it's like, you guys can eat anything you want. I don't care what you eat. If we eat turkey, we eat turkey. I went to one person's house one day years ago. We had ravioli, and it was it was actually a little dry, to be honest with you, and it was okay because the mother said so, so I was okay to say it. But um, no, I think anything you want to eat on Thanksgiving is fine. Is there a holiday movie that you like more than the others? Um, man, let me think of a movie, man. I'm asking all Jason Gibbs' questions because he's going to repackage this for inside the locker room, I guarantee it. All right. Um, you know, I can't really think of a, uh, of a, uh, you know, Home Alone. Actually, yeah, Home Alone, you know, Christmas is coming up, you know, so it's a perfect time to kind of go over your Home Alones, kind of watch those. My, my wife really loves Home Alone, so, we, you know, we definitely have that, that, uh, going, um, some you know as 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 the build up to Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, you know Anchorman. I, I'm a comedy guy, not really a Christmas. You know, it's not really a you know holiday thing where you could definitely throw that on. And I like I you know, I just like all forms of movie. You know, it doesn't have to be you know I'm I'm a you know 300 you know like warrior type of movies. I, lo- I love those. Really get you in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, not really holidays, but, you know, had to throw that out there. Yeah. Kicking guys into a pit. I mean, uh, you know, what, what celebrate? Do you look at Twitter often? Uh, you know, I'll peek at it. You know, I'm, you know, I get on there, see, see you know, keeping up, keeping, up, keeping up to date with, you know, um, you know, BYU football, all my buddies, um, and then, you know, all the Brown stuff. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I, I'm part of the Brown staff, so... Um, definitely peek at it, you know, see, seeing all the cool updates and stuff. I will at you a thread tonight about Home Alone. I think you'll enjoy, okay? Let's do it. Love it. Sione, thank you very much for the time. Appreciate you. Thanks, you guys, for having me. Sione Taki Taki in the player Spotlight. When we come back, Gerard and I will take you around the league. You're listening to the Cleveland Browns Preview Show, presented by Cardinal Credit Union on the University Hospitals. Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here at the Waterworks, our customers call us all kinds of names. We almost had a disaster. You're my sewer saver. My home feels so much better. Thank you for being my furnace fixer. Call us whatever you'd like, but first, you have to call us. Give the Waterworks a ring at 614-232-2222. Better care, better value, better results. That's what you get with the Waterworks Plumbing, Drain, and Heating and Cooling Services. Joe Valentine here for TNT Equipment. And no matter the height or the task, TNT has the scaffold solutions for you. For heavy-duty or high-speed needs, TNT Equipment has a vast array of mass climbing scaffold to increase production and enhance safety. Our qualified staff can install all of your scaffold, access way, and trash chute needs. Call TNT Equipment today at 614-882-1549 or check out our website at tntequip.com to see how we can make it happen for you. TNT Equipment. We make it happen. TNT Equipment. 
thousands more for your trade at Riker Kia. $3,500 more. Trade in your vehicle for anything new or used at Riker. We'll give you $3,500 above Kelly Blue Book value. Don't spend another day in your vehicle. It's worth tons of money. Upgrade today at RikerKia.com. or newer trade. With under 130,000 miles. Must be driven to deal. Pending inspection. Kelly Blue Book fair value. See dealer for details. Trade in your vehicle. Get $3,500 more at Riker. Upgrade your trade today at RikerKia.com. Get the right We're dealing. A lot of schools talk about training the cybersecurity workforce of the future, but do they really deliver? My Computer Career has been supplying the IT workforce with thousands of skilled, certified pros for 15 years. Train with the experts in support, networking, or cybersecurity and start your career in months, not years. Upskill even faster. On campus or live online, qualified students may get financial aid, including the GI Bill. My Computer Career. Accredited, acclaimed, effective. Take the free career evaluation at mycomputercareer.edu. She, lying there longingly, hopeful. Perhaps this is the night he tries. You, before the bathroom mirror, bearish belly hanging over the worn elastic of your briefs. If only there were a way to help you muster the fire, the attention span. Alas, there is a place. Nay, an oasis plentiful with wands and rings, potions and elixirs to restore your vitality, your passion. Lion's Den, the official oasis of pleasure, passion, and romance. You expect your home to protect everything you love, but you don't expect the ways water is breaking down your crawl space and damaging your home. Musty smells, sagging floors, mold are just a few signs your crawl space is compromised. But there's one way to get answers to all your concerns. A free home inspection from Ohio Basement Authority. We put water back in its place. Get your free inspection at ohiobasementauthority.com. This is the Cleveland Browns Preview Show. The Cleveland Browns Preview Show is brought to you by Cardinal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Cleveland Browns. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Kim Carmen and Gerard Cherry. Folks, be a part of the most passionate fan base in all the NFL. Join Next Gen STM, presented by Ticketmaster, the official wait list to your Cleveland Browns. Being a Next Gen STM is the best chance to become a season ticket member in future seasons. Visit Cleveland Browns. Slash waitlist to reserve your spot today. Gerard, I want to go over that fourth down real quick that we had in the opening segment. And a lot going on for this team right now, Gerard, and it's time to eliminate distractions. We talked about this with Sione Takitaki in the last segment. Thanksgiving week is here. It's got its own set of distractions. Then you have a trip to Denver, the elevation change, and then right from Denver to Los Angeles, the team's going to be spending a week there to get ready to face the Rams on Sunday, December 2nd. It's a nine-day trip. What do you do to keep everybody loose but also focused? The key part is focus, Ken, because you can get so distracted, especially with Thanksgiving week on upon you because you're thinking, okay, family and friends, a lot of eating. Where does practice fit in here? Maybe I'll slack off, especially if you're playing against what can be perceived as a lesser opponent. You can make the mistake of saying, you know what, I'm not going to study as much. I'm going to kind of relax and just kind of take this week 
a little bit less intense. And when you do that, you'll find yourself losing on Sunday. I had to learn that the hard way, that even if it is a holiday, you better make sure you're doing your same level of studying and your same level ultimately of preparation during practice and working out and all those things because you can't let up. It's a great opportunity for you, but it is very challenging because family and friends can make it very difficult for you because they're enjoying the holidays while you're still working. Yeah, you're right about that. Gerard, I want to go over some of the other big things that are going on right now with the Browns. And the team officially signing quarterback Joe Flacco to its practice squad. 6'6", 245. This would be his 16th season out of Delaware. Now, the Browns have already said that, and Kevin Stefanski already said Monday afternoon, that it's going to be Dorian Thompson-Robinson who is going to start Sunday against the Denver football team, though, in the practice squad and maybe as a backup. Yeah, and ultimately I can see him being a backup because I think it's DTR's team unless something goes horribly wrong. And if you find him playing the same way he played against the Ravens early on multiple games, then I can see a situation where Flacco could get involved. But right now in my mind is Dorian Thompson-Robinson's football team, and they're going to ride it out with him, and rightfully so. He's been here the entirety of the season. Not to say that it prevents Flacco from ultimately getting on the football field, but I just get the sense and feel that as time goes on with seven games remaining, DTR is only going to get better and you'll see the benefits of that fact that he has been around and the play book will be able to expand now joe being a veteran that he is he can obviously come in but you're going to have to change some elements of the offense because he's not a dual threat quarterback he is a pocket passer so that does make a world of a difference all right Gerard, time to go around the league joe burrow done for the year he joins Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Anthony Richardson. Boy, we almost forgot about him because it happened so soon. And then Kirk Cousins, who was also out for the rest of the season. Why are the Browns more equipped to handle that loss than the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, it's really simple. We've discovered that we are a defensive-centric football team, and unlike the Bengals, in which they didn't leave Burrow out for those first four games while he was nursing that that calf injury, we've learned how to play without our quarter QB1. We've learned how to live life without Deshaun Watson through the course of time. We found ourselves with a 6-3 record with sparing action on his part. So that's the difference. The Bengals can't say that. It's been all Joe Burrow. And once he leaves the premises, we know it's not going to be the same for them because they are a offensive-centric, quarterback-driven football team. And if he's not there, it's going to be hard-pressed for them, in my mind, to get the job done. Yeah, Tim Boyle, he's promoted to starting quarterback in QB uh, in New York for the Jets. Trevor Simeon is going to be the backup. Zach Wilson's back to third string. Could this be the end of him? For... No, because no, too many games left. Too many games left, Ken. There's too many games left, and these quarterbacks are going to find out the same thing as Zach has found out. If you can't protect the quarterback, and if your offensive line sucks, don't throw it all on the quarterback. It's also got to play a part with your offensive coordination as well as your offensive line coach understanding that they have to have these guys do a better job. It's not all on Zach Wilson. I know everybody wants yeah. to peg him, and believe me, I'm no sympathizer for Zach Wilson, but I also have to call it how I see it. And what I see is, hey, the man's not getting any protection either, and he's also having opportunities where he gets the ball to guys, and they're stumbling and fumbling around. Yeah, Ger- Gerard, I-, I tell you, with, with Zach Wilson, I, I think it's – it's difficult because he's been put back in the starting lineup, then taken out of the starting lineup. It's like, well, what do you, what do you do? I think you're messing around with all the veterans right now, and I think it could end up costing Robert Sala his job, honestly. Yeah, possible. And his, what he's banking on and telling them, though, is, hey, I have a relationship with Aaron. He likes me. I like him. 
please, oh, please, oh, please, let's see if he can come back. And on top of that, don't you think I deserve another year? Because obviously with Aaron Rodgers going down on the fourth play of scrimmage to start the season, everything would arrive from there because we were all banking on his services for him to be the savior. So that's what he's banking on. But right now it's not helping his cause. But if he was an offensive coordinator, Ken, then I would say, yes, he's done. But the fact he's a defensive-centric head coach and the defense does play good for him, I think he'll be safe. Uh, I, you think Robert Salah's going to be safe? Yeah, I really do. Really? If they don't make the playoffs, he's going to be safe? I don't know why I'm, I got so loud and obnoxious right there. I'm sorry about that, Gerard. You really think he's going to be a safe Yeah, I, I really do because the defense is not struggling. They don't play complimentary football. You can only do so much. If you only have one phase contributing, good luck winning football games. Uh, well... I don't. I mean, I don't think the defense is as great as what people make it out to be. I, I think they've given up some big plays here and there. However, I do think they might be a little bit overtaxed. I mean, you talk about complimentary football constantly, and you're right about that when you talk about that, Gerard. I, maybe they've just been overtaxed by the situations that they've been put in. And I know we're going to get an up-close and, and personal look at them coming up here later in the month of December. So, you know, I don't want to go out writing checks that my mouth can't cash, depending on how their defense is. So I, I kind of reserve that. If they can stay in the thick of things, maybe. Now, I'm one of the people, you know, I agree with you. I don't, I don't know if we just want to go willy-nilly making changes. You know, we got, we got to talk about if, if there's changes to be made in the NFL, what are we getting better? Are, 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 is this change, was it a mistake to bring this guy in, and then are we going to get better from this change? You know, I look at a guy like David Tepper in Carolina. You know, he owns a soccer team as well. People go after him for the soccer team firings as well, Gerard. <laughs> so, like, everybody is, everybody's going after these guys for making these moves, and I, I thought that I thought that Frank Wright was going to be a good hire. It, well, it's been anything but. It's yeah. it's been crazy down there, and in in a lot of places in the NFL. Well, think about it from this standpoint, Ken. If the rumors are true, and that it was more about Tepper making a decision to go with Bryce as opposed to C.J. Stroud, then he needs to fire himself because it's his fault. <laughs> it was clear to me watching the playoffs of the college football bold subdivision. That C.J. Stroud was the Thank best you. player on the football field against Georgia. It was crystal clear. How do you go up there and pull on the podium just because this kid went to Alabama over Ohio State making that move? And on top of that, look at the, the size and the other things that matter as far as quarterback play in this league. So he messed up, and he screwed up. And, heck, we have a guy who we're talking about, Stroud, who may be the MVP and is in the conversation. Yeah, I, I tell you what, with C.J., I thought with CJ, I, I go, what am I missing? I, I, just because we're from Ohio, it seemed to be, oh, yeah, well, you know, you guys just think he's the best quarterback in the draft because you're from Ohio. And I go, what am I missing here? What am I missing? And I, Gerard, I know you and I have talked about this before. I think it's a classic overcorrection. I, I think that, you know, right now, we're looking at quarterbacks where for 40 years, same thing. Stand there, stay in the pocket, be protected, deliver, move on. And now I think that we're kind of overcorrecting where Lamar might have cost some GMs their jobs. I think Jalen Hurts might have cost some GMs their jobs. <laughs> and now you look towards the, the league and, you know, we got, remember Zach Wilson. Well, he's going to be our Patrick Mahomes. You can't just speak it into existence. You can't just do that. And then I look at ownerships out there and I go, all right, well, you know, David Tepper, I mean, you say what you say, but I think a lot of owners are going to go, no, nope, that's your job. I want that guy. He's going to sell tickets. He's big in the South. We're in the South. We're bringing him in. You figure it out. Frank Reich's supposed to be good with quarterbacks. You're not being good with quarterbacks. This is your problem, not mine. Because what owner's going to blame himself, Gerard? They're not. But I think it's a classic overcorrection.
Right. And if, and we know from experience, when you allow marketing to do certain things, it doesn't always work out right. you got to find guys that are flat-out quarterback players, not what school they went to. So, yes, they're going to come back, as time will tell, to regret deeply not drafting Stroud when they had him. And then on top of that, they Black. traded to get Bryce. <laughs> Black Friday football. You like it or not like it? On Amazon, <laughs> Dolphins, Jets. Yes or no? I'm, it's a I'm, good rivalry. I'm, I'm puzzled by it, Ken, because I'm like, most people are going to be out shopping. But then again, I guess the husbands will stay at home, more than likely, even though that sounds antiquated, what I just said. So, you know what? I like it. It's a time. Black Friday. How many people really go out and, and shop still? Is Black Friday a tradition? Yeah, it is. You still get those crazy deals. Yeah, But, but then I mean, the following week, the you whole... got something taking place the following week. I mean... It's going to be another Black Friday before the Christmas hits. Well, you got the Cyber Mondays right. and the whatnots, and yeah, you're going to have that. And you know, I, I understand. Maybe it's just part of the fun of hey, getting out there, being with each other, shopping, things like that. It's kind of an extension of Thanksgiving a little bit. But you see all those videos of people going in trying to take the TVs out of the Best Buy. And it's like, <laughs> man, I don't want to be fighting people over a television. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious, there's so many ways. It's like, hey, they'll they'll. They'll mail it here. They'll they'll ship it here, and I don't got to deal with any of that stuff. But either way, when it comes to um, football on Amazon, I, well, when it's Dolphins Jets, my dad's a Dolphins fan, so there's a lot of history there with those teams. I remember Monday Night Football when the when the Jets came back. I remember the fake spike with Dan Marino. Yeah. At that point, where yeah, I'm old enough to remember that. Like we're all we're starting to say those things. Um, that was novel. I, I think it's a good. Yeah, I, I think it's a good rivalry. Um. I, I think it's worth it. Plus, it's football, so I, I do think that people will kind of go to it, especially at 3 p.m., so it's in the middle of the afternoon. Maybe some people are coming back from from, from shopping in the morning, and they just want to kind of relax and watch some football there and, and maybe just kind of take in the rest of the day, especially with all the rivalries coming up. Now, I know they usually play the Iron Bowl on Fridays, but with all the rivalries in college football coming up on Saturday, I think it might be like a kind of a nice, long football weekend for a lot of people out there. All right, real quick. Dallas and Detroit, should they not automatically play on Thanksgiving every year? No, nah, it's tradition. Let them automatically play. It's been going on. We've got to honor our traditions. We can't just get rid of things all willy-nilly. So let them continue to play. I agree wholeheartedly. I swear to you, I agree wholeheartedly. Gerard, we thank you as always. It's outstanding. Coming up next, we welcome in the voice here, Cleveland Browns, Jim Donovan. He'll join us on the show. We'll recap an emotional day yesterday at Cleveland Browns Stadium. And look ahead to what's to come. You're listening to the Cleveland Browns Preview Show, presented by Cardinal Credit Union on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Howdy, I'm Miles Garrett. And I'm Joe Thomas. And even if we were Miles Thomas or Joe Garrett, we get the same level of care at University Hospitals because the same people who care for the Cleveland Browns care for all athletes in Northeast Ohio. With expert sports medicine and world-class everyday care. University Hospitals Drzezinski Sports Medicine Institute is here for you. University Hospitals Drzezinski Sports Medicine Institute at UH Ahuja in Beachwood is now open with everything you need as an athlete. Learn more at uhsports.org. Times have changed here at Cardinal Credit Union because now anyone can join. When you open an account, you instantly have access to all the products and services we offer, regardless of where you live or work. The myth of having to belong to a specific group to bank with Cardinal has changed. We call it instant membership. Open an account today and enjoy the most competitive rates on savings and lending products. Visit our branches or join online at cardinalcu.com. People helping people. Cardinal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Cleveland Browns. 
iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. For a limited time, trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium and iPad and Apple Watch SE. All on us with Unlimited Ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. iPhone requires Unlimited Ultimate plan first. Service plan required for iPad and Apple Watch. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line required first. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit. Up to $459.99 device payment purchase with new line on eligible plan required per Apple Watch or iPad. Less up to $459.99 promo credit per device applied. 0% APR. Additional terms and conditions apply. In Cleveland, we believe in working hard and football. That's why Cross Country Mortgage is the official mortgage partner of your Cleveland Browns. That's two teams dedicated to getting it done and bringing home wins for the land. From buy to refi, let Cross Country Mortgage help you score the best loan. Go get one down. One out three, one, two, three. Reach out today at CCM.com. Equal housing opportunity. All loans subject to underwriting approval. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC. NMLS 3029. Calling all Browns fans and dog lovers. Join the Barking Backers Club, the fan club for dogs presented by Milkbone in association with Embrace Pet Insurance and Pet Supplies Plus. You'll get access to premium live events and your furry friend will receive a membership kit that they'll love. The Barking Backers is the ultimate fan club for dogs and the perfect way to show your love for your four-legged friend and for your Cleveland Browns. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com or on the Browns mobile app. But don't wait, spots are limited. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the Cleveland Browns. 21 plus and present in Ohio. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame Moneyline wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Cleveland Browns Preview Show. The Cleveland Browns Preview Show is brought to you by Cardinal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Cleveland Browns. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Kim Carmen and Gerard Cherry. Browns fans, from now until December 31st, visit your local grocery store to purchase a 12-pack of Bud Light and a 12-ounce package of Sugardale bacon and receive a $5 rebate. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash bacon and beer to learn more. And remember, if you drink, don't drive. Decide to ride and enjoy responsibly. Ken Carmen alongside of Gerard Cherry, and we welcome in the voice of your Cleveland Browns, Jim Donovan, to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers game and everything to come for your Cleveland Browns in 2023. Jim, thanks for joining us. Oh, good to be with both of you guys. Good to talk to you on a great Victory Monday. It is. It was a wonderful thing. Jim, I'm on my way back from Indiana, and I got to listen to it live. I The, the dog pound, it, it, the everybody going nuts. I mean, you being the captain, the whole thing. Nathan welcoming you in. The people yelling your name underneath. It, it, was, a, it was a surreal experience. Can you take us through yesterday at all? Ken, it was, um, it's, it's the most amazing day um, anybody could have, and certainly it's the most amazing day that I have ever had. And um, you know what? Just going in and being able to do the game, believe me, that would have been enough for me. Um, but everything else that went along with it, the reception, uh, you know, even walking into the stadium was incredible and heartwarming. And then the, uh, the guitar smashing, I mean, I have to tell you, that was a thrill. And when they first told me about it, I didn't realize that it was so involved, uh, but it was pretty involved. And then, you know, I'm kind of wondering, 
am I going to be able to smash this thing? And it, it's a real <laughs> guitar. I mean, it's a real guitar. I thought it would be a breakable guitar and it would just break on its own. But, boy, you got to put some leverage into it. And I'm, I'm so impressed with it, Ken and Gerard. I'm thinking of taking up the guitar. I really am now after, after having that whole situation. <laughs> so um, it was just, and then the game was so great, and, and I'm so happy that they won and the way they won, and that's the way they've been winning. And it's a really magical season so far. I mean, they, you know, I'm not taking away. It's not a lucky season because they certainly are playing well, but there are things that never used to happen winning close games and that's happening now and that's a growth i think that they that the browns have been waiting to happen and to take that major step and it's wonderful to watch yeah we're certainly seeing a maturation of this football team in front of our eyes jim but the thing i want to get back to though after you hit that guitar (laughs) did you take a warp speed elevator to get back to the booth because (laughs) you hit the guitar and i'm like he has a future as a sledgehammer operator and next thing you know you're back on microphone what did they do different, my man? Because you got there quick, fast, and in a hurry. Well, first of all, thank you about my method. Of course, I do live on a farm, so, so that's come in handy. <laughs> Second of all, to give you the true story, they had an elevator kind of waiting on hold for us to get back up there. So it was there, bang, door shut, up to floor four, right through the hallway, and into the into the booth. Now, I do have to tell you, Gerard, the the adrenaline from what went on down on the field, I got up to that booth and the crowd, you know, the fans were, you know, welcoming me and yelling to me. It was tough to catch my breath. I mean, I I needed Kevin Stefanski to throw a red flag challenge sooner than he did uh, to get through that. It was it was really it was really incredible. But that's how I got up there so fast. Well, you saw DTR's performance, Jim. What did you make of it with his second outing as a starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? Well, I thought he was, um, you know, I he could, when you think about it, now he's had two starts. He found out about the first one about an hour and a half before the game, and it's Baltimore. And that's tough even if you have three weeks to prepare for that game, to go up against that defense, especially as a rookie. And then he gets the Steelers. I mean, you know, he's probably saying, hey, why didn't I get the Arizona game? But he went in there, and I thought they gave him a good plan very early, short, quick passes. We're going to kind of move the ball up the field, and, you know, we'll get up there eventually. And they went in. They had a nice 50-yard drive to get in there. He had a good drive at the end of the first half. I thought Njoku might have been able to make that catch in the left corner of the end zone, and they would have been up 14 nothing. But, I mean, 10 nothing was all right. But I thought then, Gerard, the Steelers kind of caught on to what the Browns were doing. And I thought then that short passing game became very congested for him because the Steelers just loaded the middle of the field and and the box and took away the run. And then, you know, he was in a tough spot there. But the key thing was, and this is really something, that he was able to get that drive going at the end of the game because I had felt the momentum had shifted towards the Steelers, and the field had kind of tilted a little bit towards them. And I just didn't know how they were going to be able to get a drive going, but they did, and he made a big throw to Elijah Morgan, and I think that got him and got them going. Yeah, it certainly did. And, Jim, you definitely know what it's like to overcome adversity. And with this football team, it seems like they've found a, a niche, if you will, in doing just that. Is it simply the defense is playing lights out, or is there something else that I'm missing in this equation? 
Well, I think it's a lot of that. I mean, I think when you go out and you play great defense, and the Steelers can show you that. That's been their blueprint, really, for a long time. You just go out and you play great defense, you're probably going to be in every game, if not win a lot of those games. And so I think the Browns are playing just at a different defensive level than I have ever seen them play at. I mean, that's how good they have been. It's so much fun watching them play defensively. It really is. It's a joy, whereas sometimes you'd be a little nervous when the Browns' defense would go out there and have to protect a lead or try and get a stop, get the ball back for the offense. That's not the case with this defense. I mean, you know, they are just playing at a at a very, very high level right now. So I think that's that's really the big part of the equation, but they're playing well on special teams. They have a great kicker that they have good confidence in. I think Bajorquez, minus the one shank punt yesterday, has given them a great season. They're playing the field position game well. They're doing a lot of things offensively. I mean, it's going to be, if this is the way we're going to play, if this is who we're going to play with, it's going to be a challenge with a rookie quarterback as you're coming down the stretch trying to get into the playoffs or win the division. But I don't know. There's something that tells you that they're going to be in every game and that they can make a break and win the game. And, Jim, what's it like when you have this great last second field goal call, at least two seconds remain on the clock, and then you get the flag? Does it make it anticlimactic for your call? (laughs) Or is it like, hey, it's just part of the, the process? Yeah, I mean, you know, I saw the flag come out of the corner of my eye, and usually when it comes out like that, it is offside, you know, and, and you're saying to yourself, but you got to make the call. And, I mean, you're right. I mean, two seconds left to go, and they go ahead, and they're going to win the game. Um, but there's a flag. And so, yeah, it is, kind of a, it is kind of a letdown. And then you're waiting for that announcement as to where the flag is going to go. But, uh, you know, I did have a pretty good feeling that the Steelers were offside and that it was going to be okay and that with two seconds left, we were going to get out of there with a win. But you're right. I mean, you, you kind of do hold your breath a little bit, but you see it go down and you're going, oh, gosh, you know, I hope it's okay. I mean, I, mean, I can remember a couple of years ago in San Diego when they were still the Chargers, they had a field goal to, uh, to tie the game up, I believe it was, and we were off, we, and he missed it, but we were offside, yeah. and, you know, and they ended up losing the game in overtime. So, you know, it's, you just kind of hang hang on to your hang on to the the edge of your seat and hope it goes your way. Jim, thank you so much for the time. I, I by the way, I remember that game. You just reminded me, and oh my goodness gracious, this is a much better memory <laughs> for everybody involved. Jim, thank you again, and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. And obviously, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I was just going to say that to you guys. Have a great Thanksgiving, and look forward to Denver coming up Sunday. Yes, sir. Jim Donovan, the voice of your Cleveland Browns, joining us on the hotline. When we come back, we'll tell you what's coming up on the Kevin Stefanski Show, the Tuesday edition, and preview the Browns and Broncos from the Mile High City. You're listening to the Cleveland Browns Preview Show, presented by Cardinal Credit Union on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Does your furnace need to be replaced? Are you sure? Get a free second opinion from the professionals at the Waterworks Heating and Cooling, formerly the Comfort Works. Our pros know their stuff. If another company recommended furnace replacement, call us before you pay to replace. We'll check your furnace and review repair options for free. Before you pay to replace, call 614-232-2222 or visit thewaterworks.com to schedule your free second opinion furnace checkup. 
A new Subaru is the car for those who want adventure, comfort, and safety all in one vehicle. It's perfect for your daily commute or a weekend getaway. And whether you need something new or something serviced, you can always trust the hometown team at Buyer Subaru Dublin. Stop by and ask about our military and first responder savings. Visit us under the windmill in Dublin at 270 and Sawmill or shop online at BuyersSubaruDublin.com. Come see why it's better to buy from buyers. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Endorsing Care was one of the easiest decisions I've ever made, and that's because I know what they stand for. Honesty. Never trying to screw over the customer for a quick buck. Understanding that long-term success takes patience. There's no more helpless feeling than when your furnace craps out on a cold day or your air conditioner stops working when you're already sweating bullets. Care understands this is when you're at your most vulnerable. And a lot of their competitors, they smell blood in the water. Guess what? Care will never do this. They're never going to talk down to you. Their goal is to diagnose the problem and fix it at the best value possible. Now is a great time to enroll in a care plan for regular maintenance on your furnace or AC. You get your oil changed every five thousand or three thousand miles you should care for your heating and cooling systems the same way my guys at care want you as a customer they want to keep you as a customer by keeping you satisfied care heating and cooling call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust and tell them common man sent you Tiffany absolutely hated her job. I was living paycheck to paycheck on a dead-end job that I did not like. She's been considering a change with My Computer Career. I was able to qualify for financial aid. Just two nights a week in a classroom and studying from anywhere online opened up a whole new world to her. I get job offers all the time. IT is practically recession-proof. Become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at mycomputercareer.edu. I highly recommend My Computer Career. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. This is one student's experience. Individual results vary. She, lying there longingly, hopeful. Perhaps this is the night he tries. You, before the bathroom mirror, bearish belly hanging over the worn elastic of your briefs. If only there were a way to help you muster the fire, the attention span. Alas, there is a place, nay, an oasis plentiful with wands and rings, potions and elixirs to restore your vitality, your passion. Lion's Den, the official oasis of pleasure, passion, and romance. Apex Pros Films presents The History of Furnace Tune-Ups, 1942. Uh, Looks good to me. In 1968, the space race was in full gear, and furnace tune-ups were like this. Uh, Looks good and groovy to me. Then it was the go-go 80s. That furnace is definitely not grody to the max. That was then, but modern homes need more than somebody taking a simple peek inside. Today's homes need Apex Pros, the pros who knows. You'll stay comfy cozy and confident your furnace is strong, healthy, and raring to go. Not like those furnace tune-ups back in caveman days. Bunga oog, furnace bunga ooga fire. I agree. Most furnace problems can be prevented by doing regular furnace tune-ups with Apex Pros. Remember what George Washington said crossing the Delaware? I'm cold. Take it from me, Alex the Apex Bear. Your problem goes with the pros who knows. ApexPros.com The Fan This is the Cleveland Browns Preview Show. The Cleveland Browns Preview Show is brought to you by Cardinal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Cleveland Browns. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Ken Carmen and Gerard Cherry. 
Tuesday night. Mark your calendars, everybody. Tuesday night. It's the Kevin Stefanski Show as Nathan and Gerard. Tuesday night. That's tomorrow night if you're listening live. But Tuesday, November 21st night. The Kevin Stefanski Show. MJ Emerson. What a fantastic cornerback he is. And a fine young man as well. I got a chance to interview him for this show. He's going to be sitting down with Gerard and Nathan as well as Coach Stefanski. The Browns are the toast of the town. They're 7 and 3. Coach is going to be on the phone. MJ Emerson's going to be on the phone. Join everybody, won't you? It's the Kevin Stefanski Show. Tuesday night, 7 p.m. And we get you set for the Browns and Broncos from Denver, Colorado. Noon, high noon. It's the Cleveland Browns. Game Day Show with Gerard and I, 2 p.m. Cleveland Browns kickoff with Andy Baskin and Tyvis Powell. Kickoff at 4 p.m. from Empower Field at Mile High. Gerard, real quick, keys to Sunday, go. Oh, it's really simple. Make sure you put the pressure on Russell Wilson and give Denver a reason to remind them that they're not that good of a football team. But do not let them get confidence. You have to play with discipline and you have to play physical football. If you do those things, you should win this game. I love what you're saying, my friend. Remember, Sunday at noon, high noon Eastern, Cleveland Browns game day with Gerard and I, 2 p.m., the Cleveland Browns kickoff show, Andy Baskin and Tyvis Powell, 4 p.m., kickoff from Empower Field at Mile High. We know you don't want to be anywhere else but ready for this football game. As thanks, as always, to Meredith Kane, our producer, and our executive producer, Jason Gibbs. From a good buddy, Gerard Cherry, I'm Ken Carmen. Have a happy Thanksgiving, my friends, and thank listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. You've been listening to the Cleveland Browns Preview Show. Join us next week at this time for more behind-the-scenes Browns news from Berea. The Cleveland Browns Preview Show has been brought to you by Cardinal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Cleveland Browns. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. 97.1 The Fan is celebrating a quarter century of sports talk, play-by-play, and sheer nonsense. Morning Juice, Bishop and Prince, Rothman and Ice, Common Man and T-Bone, and the Buckeye Show. Download the Fan app today and listen anywhere, anytime. You're home for the Cleveland Browns, Ohio State Buckeyes, Columbus Blue Jackets, and Columbus Crew. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. This is the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Play on the fan. Every game, all season long. Proud to be your central Ohio home for the Cleveland Browns. The fan, Ohio's sports destination. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. We return you to our regularly scheduled programming already in progress. Please enjoy not knowing what they're talking about. The fan, Ohio's sports destination. East Group A, Tyrese Halliburton finished with 37 and 16 assists. Trey Young had 38 in the loss. Not much defense being played tonight in Indiana. Both teams shot 60%. Over for that game, 252.5. The highest in almost 30 years. Two teams cleared it by 57 points. Elsewhere, the Cavs survived the Sixers in overtime, 122-119. Cleveland finds a way to keep the winning streak alive. Two seconds to go in overtime, down three, bouncing it in. Melton, bodied by Wade, and the horn sounds. Game is over, bad inbounds pass, and Cleveland 
and on the road keeps their in-season tournament playoff hopes alive as they beat the 76ers 122 to 119 four straight wins for cleveland marques to share with the call on espn radio darius garland posted 32 with eight assists jared allen with a double double joel Embiid with one of his own 32 and 13 in the loss in the nfl the league office upheld its four-game suspension handed down to broncos safety kareem jackson for repeated violations of player safety rules, second time Jackson has been suspended this season, this time after a hit on Vikings quarterback Josh Dobbs. The suspension will cost him over a half a million dollars. Hey, it's Michelle Smallman. Coming up Wednesday, I'll tell you the surprise team that will miss the playoffs. It's on Sportsman Like, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU.